The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about how trust signals work and when to use them. Joining us is Scott Baradell, who is the CEO of IdeaGrove, which is a public relations and marketing firm focused on B2B technology clients. Working with clients ranging from venture-backed startups to the Fortune 500 mainstays, IdeaGrove helps their brands stand out in a crowded, noisy marketplace. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, IdeaGrove is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. And today, Scott and I are going to discuss trust signals for PR and marketing. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Scott Baradell, the CEO of IdeaGrove. Scott, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you on the show. And first off, let me just say thank you for being a sponsor of the MarTech. I appreciate your company's generosity in helping us produce this content. I'm also really excited to talk to you. You literally wrote the book on trust signals. Seems like you're the person to ask about how trust signals actually work. Well, I've spent a long time thinking about it, so I'm always happy to have somebody who wants to hear me talk about it. (laughs) I've been waiting for this conversation, and honestly, it's something that we've been struggling with here with my company. We are in the midst of starting our go-to-market engine to produce podcasts for B2B brands, and one of the things that we're realizing is People might know the MarTech podcast, but they don't know I hear everything that well. They don't necessarily have the trust built up for us. Talk to me about what trust signals are and how should marketers and their friends in PR think about building them? Well, trust signals are a way of thinking about how we develop trust between people, a person, an organization, between two individuals, how trust develops. What are the things that cause trust to develop? We're used to, hey, you know, I met someone at a party. They seem like a nice person. You build a relationship over time. But so much of that is done virtually today. So much of that is done online. And if you think about it, a lot of the same things happen. If you're thinking about going on a date, you're typically going to do a little research on that person first online. If you're looking to get a job and you're thinking about applying with a company, you're going to check out their glass door, see what people said about them. And guess what? When I decide I do want to apply to a company, I'm going to put a bunch of cool stuff about me and references and so forth in my resume to apply. All of these things are trust signals, these evidence points that we use to build confidence and trust in others. And 
when you start viewing trust through that prism of trust signals, then you can kind of, in a much more intentional way, build trust as a brand with your customers and your potential customers and other audiences as well. I have this, I don't even know what to call it, saying acronym. It's always about building no like, and trust. I've been saying that for years, so I honestly don't even think about what I'm saying half the time. It's just something that seems so natural of like, of course, to buy a product or service from someone, they need to know you, they need to have some awareness, they need to be fond of you, they need to like you, and they need to trust you. Why is trust the last part of that quotient? Why is it not just awareness and like that actually gets you to buy? What's the difference between trust and those other signals? I've given a lot of thought to it, and a reason for that is forever being coming from pub journalism and then public relations as a PR agency, when I ask clients what they're looking for, they almost always say brand awareness or brand visibility. But in this day and age, is that really what they want? Because if they just wanted awareness, they could target their audience very well online and then pay for ads to follow them around all day long with their brand and stick their brand in front of their faces. They would annoy the heck out of them, but they would achieve brand awareness. So if you think about it, that's not what brands want when they want, say, media coverage via a public relations firm. They're not looking for awareness. They're looking to go to the next stage of brand trust, which you can really only achieve or best achieve through third-party validation. Like, hey, the New York Times said something great about me. You can't achieve that when you're just talking about yourself. There's a lots of different ways to think about building trust. There's, I think I saw a blog post on your website, 77 different forms of trust or 77 signals. Help me try to make some sense and let's categorize the different trust signals. Are there common themes of, you mentioned third-party validation? What are different ways that you classify trust signals? Trust signals I put into three main categories, website trust signals, inbound trust signals, and SEO trust signals. And if you go back to this term, trust signals is about 25 years old now. It was coined in the early days of e-commerce and that first internet boom. And that's when people were just trying to figure out if they felt safe banking online or even providing their credit card information online. That was all so new to people. And you needed things like things that sites quickly realized, if I just put a Better Business Bureau seal on my site, or if I put in a Norton Security seal or a trustee seal, a Visa logo, these were all things that made a consumer trust you enough to provide their payment information. That's where the term trust signals started online. And in many ways, it's a term that's mostly used even to this day in e-commerce. But as I thought about it, it's not that different. You go to a website and what I call website trust signals, the first category. Yes, Better Business Bureau seal is a very good trust signal on your website that encourages someone to proceed down the path that you want them to take on your website. But then so are logos of your customers. So are logos of partners. So is doing enough research that you can write content on your website that your customers can connect with and engage with. So is having a navigation that's simple where people can get where they want to go. All of these things are trust signals to people that visit your website that draws them in further and further. So that's the first category is all the things that you do with your website to show and form that connection. Website trust signals, the things that you can publish to show that you're credible. Talk to me about the second category. We have website signals. Then what was the second category? 
The second category is inbound trust signals. So you're probably familiar in MarTech podcast with the concept of inbound marketing coined by the founders of HubSpot. In 2006, they came up with the term inbound marketing. When we talk about inbound trust signals, we're talking about all those evidence points in the wild, kind of not on your website, but elsewhere online that drive you like breadcrumbs back to your website. So it can be an example I give is a true story of one of our account managers here was when I was first trying to communicate this concept to our team, she had told me that she and her husband had been shopping for a crib mattress for their first baby. They had already blown the budget on the nursery. So by the time they came around to buy the crib mattress, they wanted to buy the least expensive one they could because they were over budget. But then she remembered she had seen this Instagram creator that she liked who had said something about how important it was to have a safe, non-toxic crib mattress, something and kind of stuck with her. So she did a Google search for safest crib mattresses because she couldn't remember the name of the brand. But in the top three results on Google, that brand did pop up. It refreshed her memory and suddenly, oh yeah, so let me check this out. Then she looked and she found dozens of online reviews all saying great things about this crib mattress. Then she did a little more searching and she found an article in Parents Magazine, which was saying positive things about this crib mattress. Then she noticed on the website when she finally went there, that they did have a third-party seal from a certifying organization that endorsed products for being environmentally friendly and so forth. So all of those points along the way, all of these inbound trust signals that she found drove her eventually to the website where she ended up spending a lot more than she originally planned to for that crib mattress, but that's what we mean by inbound trust signals. And then she needed the website trust signals to kind of carry that to close and to purchase. I mentioned HubSpot and we're a HubSpot partner, but you know, a lot of times when people think about inbound marketing and the inbound marketing funnel, it's like this hermetically sealed thing. It's like, yes, we wrote a blog post and they subscribed to my blog and then they were on my email list. So then I sent them an email and then they did this and that and they came to my site and then they closed. Like somehow you could control that whole experience. Well, that would be nice, but the reality is today, almost everything that people do in their path to purchase involves things that you don't control. You can influence, hopefully, but they're looking for third parties to validate you rather than for you to say good things about yourself. Obviously, you're going to say good things about yourself. It's the other people saying good things about you that has real influence and truly builds trust. You know, the buyer's journey is not linear. I think that's one of the things that all marketers need to understand is that you can't get from a blog post to newsletter to email to conversion. Generally, there's blog posts to sign up for the newsletter to find another blog post to God knows what else, and eventually, hopefully down the path. Having your content being distributed and widely spread available, having other people talking about your brand is incredibly important and now more important than it's ever been because customers are doing more research. They're self-researching and getting less into the sales process, specifically in the B2B market. You mentioned that there's your website, basically your first party content, what you're saying about yourself. There is your inbound, your third party content, what other people are saying about you. What's the third type of trust signal? The third type of trust signal I call SEO trust signals. They're kind of hidden trust signals. You know, obviously Google started as kind of an imitation of an academic citation system where professors would get tenure and would get promotions and stuff based on how many other professors at other institutions cited their work in their own. And that's how Google started based on 
how many websites link back to you. So backlinks became important. They've gotten more and more sophisticated about that. And now, of course, through Google Analytics, they can also factor in how well your site performs, what kind of experience it provides, all of those things. So a lot of these things are really Google is trying to mimic or replicate the experience a human would have. And so there's not a lot of difference. In other words, I as a person, if a site loads slowly, I might think that's a proxy for, gosh, maybe their customer service is slow. Maybe they just don't have it together in general. I'm going to go somewhere else. I don't have the patience for this. Well, Google factors in site speed too. Google looks at your star ratings in factoring in your search position. So it's not just that person looking for the crib mattress that sees the star ratings. Google looks at them too. So all the things that we look at in terms of website trust signals, inbound trust signals, Google looks at too. But this other category is really, I call them hidden trust signals because they're the things that Google sees that we don't. So we don't see, unless we have SimRush or Ahrefs, we don't see how many backlinks there are to the sites that we go to. We don't see, for example, how old a domain is, a domain age. That's a factor for Google. And Google, of course, is very cagey about what's important to them, what isn't. So it's a bit of a black box. But empirically, we found that there are a number of things that matter to Google that humans might not be aware of. But we see the impact in terms of Google's increased trust in a brand or a website they increase the visibility of the website. So it's very important to be aware as a brand that you're managing and trying to optimize those trust signals as well. You know, I'm the producer and one of the co-hosts of the Voices of Search podcast, where we talk about Google's ranking factors constantly and how it's a black box. Uh, there's been news lately that the biggest search company in Russia, Yandex, was just hacked. And basically their code base was leaked. And it turns out they have like 77,000 ranking factors. It's incredibly complex, the amount of data that a search engine is looking at to figure out how to rank everything that's been published on the internet. The primary factors in search, what is your content? What are you saying? Who is talking about it? And how does your website perform? How is that different than you said the third party validation, what other people are saying and the other places? Why are you separating out third party validation from what Google, the search engine, thinks is a trust factor? It's a good point because Google, ultimately, they are the biggest single arbiter of trust in the world today. Edelman, the global PR firm, does something every January. They release a trust barometer survey of 30,000 people. They asked Americans, what is your most trusted form of news or source of news? And they didn't say New York Times. They didn't say Fox News. They said Google News. Of course, now Google doesn't have a news staff. What they're saying is they trust Google and what Google elevates as being a trusted source, what it curates, what appears at the top of Google News. So you're right, ultimate form of third-party validation. I separate it out just because Google not only is so important, it's so important that you have to be aware of the signals that you are sending to Google that you may not be aware of or that your customers not be aware of, but that Google considers. So, Scott, we think about the three different types of trust signals. There's basically what you're saying about yourself. There's what other people are saying about you. There's how search engines are evaluating you, your website, and your content. Help me prioritize, you know, as a marketer, as somebody in PR, you're thinking about building trust for your consumer. Do you focus on polishing your website and making sure that you seem like you're trustworthy? Do you focus on getting other people to talk about you first? Or do you just focus on SEO and content optimization? 
Well, the first thing you have to do is make sure your website is a good proxy for your brand, a good representative of your brand. There's no point in getting search traffic to a crappy website. And, you know, the point of inbound trust signals are to bring people to your website. So that's a foundation you have to start from. Our businesses, primary businesses at Ideagrove are PR content, website design, and branding. And a lot of times a company will call us and say, we want to do a big PR campaign, which basically is designed to attain inbound trust signals. And we'll say, we looked at your website and I don't think it's a good use of your money because you're going to get people and they're just come to this website and they might not have the reaction you would like them to react. And certainly just thinking in terms of PR and pitching the media, you pitch the media and they go to your website and it doesn't represent you well, your take rate on someone writing about you is going to be much, much lower. You're just wasting your money, basically. So have to start with your website. Easier said than done sometimes. A lot of small businesses in particular, but a lot of businesses, they're so focused on the day-to-day that they don't think about how important that website is. Like convincing a client of the value of investing in custom photography, for example, all the other things you can do to make your website stand out. We've seen time and again that those investments almost always pay off. So that's where you should start. Just like your sales funnel, you could think about trust signals working backwards. Start at the bottom of the funnel. Start with the thing that is lowest conversion. When somebody gets to your website, it needs to have the required amount of trust signals for them to believe and buy your services. And then work your way up. You got to start thinking about how Google is ingesting your content, thinking about how other people are referencing your brand. At the end of the day, it always starts with you talking about your brand and building those trust signals first. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Scott Baradell, the CEO of Idea Grove, for joining us. Join us again tomorrow when we continue our conversation talking about third-party validation and why it's so critical for building trust. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Dallas Inbound, or you could visit his company's website, which is ideagrove.com. And you can also purchase a copy of the book Trust Signals by going to book.trustsignals.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.